Hi there, and welcome to um, what I consider a very special episode of Veterinary Journal Club. And um, it's very special because of our guests, but the main reason I think it's special is that I am producing this and Topher is not here. So, meh, we don't need him. He's useless. Um, that's not true. Um, I actually really wish he was here. Um, but I apologize in advance if this is technically not as good as it normally is. Um, you're all going to just get over it. Um, but I'm excited because uh, I'm here at work, um, which is why Topher's not here because he doesn't actually work here. Um, but I've, I've got a couple volunteers um, that we are going to talk a little bit about today, um, how you decide what you want to be when you grow up, or more specifically, um, within veterinary medicine, how do you decide if there's something you want to specialize in, and how do you decide what that one thing is? And so um, I'm happy to welcome Enilda Soto, who is a fourth-year veterinary student here at Virginia Tech. Welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. Connor. Yeah, and this is this was really your idea. This is what you wanted to talk about, and so that's how she got roped into being on the show. That's uh, a lesson for all of you out there. If you um, want to be on the show, please just make a suggestion, and then I will I will get you in there. But then I also have with us Dr. Kate Kierski. Welcome, Dr. Kierski. Thanks. It's also very nice to be here. Very yeah. surprising. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really give you a lot of uh, heads up no. either, did I? No. Um, so uh, Dr. Kierski is spending some time with me on the critical care rotation. And uh, and whenever I have somebody come visit me and spend time, one of the one of the deals um, that is written into the contract um, is that you have to do a podcast. And um, and since you know we have this very official contract, yes, um, yeah. I definitely <laughs> yeah. signed something. Definitely signed something. <laughs> signed your life away at some point. At some point, yeah. Anyway, so uh, so yeah. Um, and but you have um, you have some experience and expertise that you can share with us as well. So. Um, why don't we start this show? In the end, why don't you start by um, telling us a little bit like why this was what you wanted to talk about? What what are you struggling with right now? Yeah, so we were just disca- discussing like questions that I would ask Dr. Kierski today. Um, and I discovered that she has done, she's on her third in rotating internship right now. Well, it's not a rotating one, it's no. a specialty yeah. one. Um, and I um, just... I am in a position right now where I don't know what I want to do when I graduate or after I graduate. Um, and it's just taken me, I'll, like I've been struggling to figure out the answer to that question. And I was just wondering how Dr. Kierski, she seems like so confident that she wants to do this one thing, which I'll let her yeah. tell you about it. <laughs> um, and oh yeah, I, we're going to get to that. Yeah, I was just wondering how she got to that decision. Yeah, um, wonder if her answer could help me figure it out. I love it, <laughs> and I think it's really important. There's a lot of people out there who f- who feel the same way you do. Um, you are not alone in that, Anilda. I can promise you that because there was definitely a time when I felt. I think everybody, nearly everybody, some people just know. I think maybe from birth what they want to do. I, I was not one of those people, um, but um, even if you're one of those people who are like, I- I've always wanted to be a vet, and I can't remember a time when I didn't want to do that. Then you get into it, and you're like, Ooh, there's more choices here, and it can be a bit overwhelming. So I, I suspect a number of people will. Um, be interested um, to hear what you have to say, Dr. Kierski. So maybe you can start by giving us a little bit of like your background, um, telling us about like your, your history and then maybe your, your internship path and how you got where you are. Yeah. So my whole life story, basically. Yeah. That's all. (laughs) Nothing. You have Um, have two minutes. Go. Great. Awesome. (laughs) Um, So I um, am from Wisconsin and I originally went to undergrad thinking I wanted to be a chemical engineer, um, which I know Neil just said, yeah, Yeah, like any, you know, young girl dreams of. Um, And so um, that was my, you know, initial um, major. And so I barely got through that one um, before I started working at the vet school just for a student job. Um, my mom worked there in a lab and I just got a job on the clinic floor in the medicine ward, which cool. is funny to me now because <laughs> medicine is like, <laughs> you know, kind of the opposite of what I want to do. But, um, but yeah, that was my real introduction to vet med was as a student or as a undergrad. Um, yeah. and so I didn't work in clinics, you know, growing up, I, I had dogs, I grew up, um, you know, with dogs and lots of, um, pets and things, but it wasn't like. I knew I wanted to be a vet from day one. Um, like I know a lot of people in like sure. my class were. Um, so, so I basically grew up in vet med just at the vet school at UW, and so um, I think that helped me kind of, you know, choose my internship path in a few ways. But also, it it kind of skewed my view of veterinary medicine, just being at a at a academic institution. So, sure. 
Um, so wait, I want to call it quick yeah. timeout. So you were just about finished with your undergrad degree in engineering, chemi chemical engineering. Yeah, or just starting it. Or oh, you yeah, were just yeah, starting. I was it. just. Um, I oh, think okay. it was a sophomore when I decided. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So yeah. you so were like a lot of time. at the end. No. Not that you couldn't go to vet school with that degree, but no. um, yeah. okay. So then you were like, huh, this is maybe um, maybe a little different. Yeah. So you and did you switch majors? Yes, I actually switched to biochem. That was like my middle ground. Yeah, um, that's still yeah. Because a lot of people did animal science or biology at UW to go to vet school and I was like well I still want to kind of do something a little different I really yeah. like chemistry so I did that um and I still I really enjoyed that major other than physical chemistry but that's okay <laughs> we, we I survived <laughs> that was a long time ago so um yeah but I think that did set me up really well for vet school too you know you just get a few more classes here and there um that maybe set me up for just kind of the more rigorous studying and things that you need in vet school yeah. so I thought it was a good choice yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, clearly Cle looking, you're, yep. you're doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then you get through vet school. So, but at that time, were you like, oh, I'm definitely going to go on into vet? Now you were in academic medicine. So you were seeing people who had specialized and yep. gone on. Were you already thinking like, yeah, that's what I want to do? Or were you like, no, I just, I want to be a vet yeah. and maybe go out into practice? What yeah, were you thinking I was, um, when I started vet school, I was like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm going to be a small animal vet. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. Yeah. I got really interested in exotics in vet school. So I helped organize like the uh, conference that we have. Um, we have a yearly veterinary conference at UW for exotics specifically. And so I was really involved with that. I really liked it. I especially like small mammals. I think they're just adorable and I always have them as pets. <laughs> um, so I was pretty convinced, um, actually going into fourth year that I was going to go out into practice and just, yeah. um, be, uh, you know, a, a vet and focus on surgery, which was one of my interests and exotics. Cool. Um, but then, but then, <laughs> but, um, another thing that I did in vet school is that I worked again at the vet school because that's what I do. Um, that's what I did. Um, and I was a surgery assistant. So I would um, basically just be a non-sterile assistant for surgeries. I would get called in overnight if they needed it um, on the weekends, things like that. So I was, you know, constantly in the OR watching them do surgery, being in that environment. That's kind of intoxicating. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, just watching all these amazing procedures. Um, and so I got a little bit addicted to surgery in that way. Um, and then I also helped with um, a few labs and just projects here and there um, in surgeons labs. And so I would, again, be like in a research OR watching and just it, addicting is really the only like word I can use to so describe how, it. <laughs> like, so when I think about it, um, and I said this to you guys a little yeah. earlier, um, I think you find that thing that you get nerdy about that yeah. you nerd out on. And so like, what were you doing? Were you just like, you, you said you, you had a job, but like, you know, you're getting paid for that, but you're on call. And, um, you know, were you like excited and you get called in the middle of the night? That's a good yeah. sign. Yeah. Um, that's a good sign for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, because if you're just like, Ugh, yeah. I, you know, you should be excited yeah. about things like that. So when, you know, when that thing, that one specific thing within veterinary medicine, when you're, you have the opportunity to do that, instead of maybe something on your free time and you're like, I'm okay with this. Yeah. Like that's a good sign, right? Like if you're like, oh, I could go hang out with friends and I've got these plans, but oh, there's this, this, this ophthalmology case. And you're like, uh, my friends can wait. I'm going to see this case. Like that's a pretty good sign. Now early on in vet med, it might be that everything feels that way. At least that's how I was. Um, everything was the most yeah. exciting thing that, and I was just, I'm kind of a loser. So I was <laughs> like, I don't really want to go hang out with other people. <laughs> I could go see this other dog. Um, but, um, or the other thing is you find yourself talking about, you know, were you finding yourself like talking with friends and family about surgery? And they were like, yeah. okay, yeah. Eyes glazed over. Yeah. They're over it. And you're just like, I don't care. Yeah. You need to hear this. You need to hear about this like giant mass that we removed from this cat or this dog. You know, you need to know yeah. about it. Um, also like I found myself just doing every surgery opportunity I could. It yeah. was like anything spay neuter. I was like, yes, sign me up. I will go do, you know, all the things. Um, and it was just the OR like became my happy place really early yeah. on. And, and that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you dislike everything oh, else. No, 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 I mean, no, sometimes no. you can, you can dislike certain things yeah. and that's okay, but you can still be excited about other things. So don't feel, um, and the other, like if you, if you like multiple things, that means you can't focus on one thing. It doesn't mean you have to. Um, but I would say that's pretty common as well. Um, that you can really, really like one thing and still really like the other stuff. Um, it's just how many reallys are there? <laughs> like yeah. I really, 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 really like surgery or, you know, whatever that happens right. to be. So, um, and, and you don't always figure it out right away. Sometimes it's a specific case or it's different when you're a student than when you're a doctor as well. Mm -hmm. I will, I will say that cause I didn't figure my area that I got nerdy about, um, until 
after I was already graduated and doing an internship. And then even within certain specialties, you can get even nerdier about other stuff. Like I learned later that I was a super nerd about hemostasis and coagulation, but I didn't learn that until halfway through my internship. Didn't know. Didn't know that was, I hated it when I was a student. I was like, I just have to memorize this stuff. This is terrible. And then I learned like, it's actually really quite fascinating. And, um, and I, and I very much enjoyed learning about it and reading about it. Um, and, and so, and it can also change over time is the other yeah. thing, the things you get nerdy about. But, uh, so I don't know if you can think back as we're telling these stories, is, is this sounding familiar to you? Or is there, are there certain things that you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's me. Or are you still not sure? I am still not sure. Okay. So part of my story is <laughs> similar to Dr. Kierski's. Um, I, I'm from the Dominican Republic. Uh -huh. And I always was interested in veterinary medicine. Mm -hmm. However, it's not a very valued profession um, where uh, I come from. Okay. And I decided that's not the path I was going to take at that time. Okay. So I was interested in engineering. I was always good with math. Um, and I enjoyed solving problems. So I decided to come to the United States, came immediately to Virginia Tech okay. after I graduated high school and started my degree in undergrad in chemical engineering. <laughs> I'm feeling very left out here. <laughs> uh, okay. So I don't feel like I run into a lot of people who go from chemical engineering into vet med. Um, but you clearly, yeah, there's something you guys can bond over here. Uh, so wait, can I, if I can just interrupt again and, and back you up. So was it when you were a kid that you were thinking vet med and, and, or a little bit older? It was, it was always, I was always attracted to it. Got it. Um, we had a family dog and mm -hmm. whenever we went to the veterinary hospital, yeah. like I was so excited. Yeah. I was always, I, it's like deep looking back. You're like, yeah. clearly this is what I was supposed yeah, to do. Yeah. But then reality sets me. in and you're like, oh, this does, that doesn't seem like a viable path. Exactly. Therefore I'm going to do something much more practical and chemical engineering was what you settled on. Right. Got it. Yeah. I followed that. Yep. For it sure. Only lasted <laughs> one year. One good. I was like, I wonder yeah. how long you made it through. <laughs> was it because like the classes were just terrible or yeah. I just, I was unhappy. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah I was because unhappy. you weren't following your real passion. Yeah, like I was yeah. unhappy thinking about what my future would look li would look like. I was unhappy about the classes I was taking. Yeah, um, it, it just didn't. You're fit. like I can't imagine myself as a chemical engineer, like in yes. my job. Yeah, what's that yeah. gonna be? Okay, so you had that realization, and then you came back to vet med. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's was that because exactly you were at was that because you were at Virginia Tech? Do you think because the vet school was there, or it was part of it? You so think that was going to happen anyway? Tech has a really strong engineering program, which is yeah. one of the reasons I chose to come here and mm -hmm. also has a strong agriculture program. Gotcha, yeah. So I switched to animal science. Yeah, um, subconsciously you in your brain, you knew. Yeah. You knew you were going to change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah eventually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah. then you, after a year or so in undergrad, you were like, nope, not for me. I'm going to switch. Did you keep your major or did you, did you switch completely? I too? switched completely. I What'd did. you do? I switched to animal science and okay. I had an emphasis on livestock production. Oh, okay. And I also added a biology major um and can't have enough majors yeah <laughs> <laughs> so many classes I had taken were the same it was oh okay yeah sense. so you, yeah that sounds good yeah and I became so interested in large animals okay I had never worked with cattle before oh. or production animals or food animals before um so I started working at the dairy farm at Virginia Tech and I stayed working there through undergrad and like two years into vet school. I loved ah, working with cattle. Okay. Um, so when I did go to vet school, I thought that was so, that's what I was yeah. going to do. I'm yeah. going to be a food animal. Yeah. A food animal vet. Like I fell in love with this. This is what I'm going to do. Well, my priorities changed after yeah. that. So I decided, well, do I really want to be, do I really want to have that lifestyle? Gotcha. Um, do I want to live close to a city center, an urban center mm -hmm. where I can, I'm just a flight away from my family. Gotcha. Um, you know, it's just not the type of lifestyle that yeah. I was imagining for myself. So, sure. and I also enjoyed working with small animals. Sure. So it made sense to switch. Okay. I'm going to be a small animal tracker now. <laughs> so yeah. for f folks listening who don't know, and also for me, who I'm still not quite clear on that, but at Virginia Tech, you guys do choose a track. Yes. And you have a few options between small animal, mixed animal, equine, production animal, mm -hmm. and public health. Are yep. there I th are there more? There might be more. 
that's that's good. Oh, look at me. I got him. And when do you have to declare that I'm going? I love I actually really love that the students around here say like I'm a small animal tracker, which sounds like a job in and of itself. Like you're out there in the woods tracking. That's what I picture in my head every time. I'm a small animal tracker. I was like, ooh, (laughs) what are you tracking them for? Um, But anyway, uh, so when do you have to declare that you're going to track small animal or whatever? I th- it's sometime after your first year. Okay. I don't remember specifically. Uh-huh. Um, so after your first year, you decide your track. And some tracks have like core yeah. rotations that right. you have to do. So in order for them to be able to schedule that for the summer after your second year. They need to kind of have an idea yeah, how many students are going to be in this track. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. So you have to decide fairly early on. Yeah. Okay. And that... Um, so... Were you in the position where you, you knew you were like, yeah, I know what I want to do um, at it the, after the first year or was it? Um, Not at all. So I in, initially I was a mixed animal tracker. Gotcha. Oh, so you switched tracks. And I switched tracks. You skipped the tracks. Okay. In the middle of second year. Yeah. Cool. And, and I and feel you're like fine. that's how my <laughs> decision making has been going um, after med school. Like I, as I grow older, I find priorities. Uh-huh that are external to my career and that also guides my decision-making process. Um, And and that's just what's been happening so far. Now, during, I enjoy like most of the things about veterinary medicine. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed almost every rotation I've been on. And that's a good problem to have. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And, but I know at the same time I don't think I would be satisfied doing general practice only. Okay. All right. The the only thing I know is I want to be I want to do something clinical. Okay. And and have like clinical skills being This is a start, right? Okay. Yeah. You're starting to narrow things down. You're like I feel yeah. confident about this. Right. Um and so if you can share a little bit, we don't need to get too personal. Don't you say nothing, you know, stay within your comfort zone. But like, right. what are some of the, you mentioned a little bit wanting to be um, somewhere where it would be easy to hop on a plane and visit family. Now, right. of course, we're in the middle of a pandemic and that's not easy for anybody anywhere right now. But in theory, one day the world will not be on fire and you'll be able to travel relatively easily. So you want to be um, not necessarily in a, in a super rural community. Right. Um, but that gives you lots of options still. Um, so you're now tracking small animal. Yes. Okay. Exclusively small animal. Um, and so what are some of the things that so far on clinics have sort of piqued your interest and you're like, huh, I wonder if I could see myself doing this. Yeah. So far I really enjoyed internal medicine. Uh Um, it's, Doc- yep, I could hear it. I wasn't looking. I wasn't. I wasn't looking at Dr. Kierski, but I could hear that Feel. she made a face. Okay. It's okay. Someone else, someone has to do it. I can't. I can't do it. She. It was a very supportive face um, for anyone who didn't catch it. <laughs> She's super excited that you said internal. Medicine. Okay. No. That. Yeah. Okay. So internal medicine was something you had a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And what? What about it? Did you like? I liked that um, we get all of these like different pieces. Mm-hmm of a puzzle and we like we don't know what it means in the beginning yeah and then we just had we just have to develop the system mm-hmm. to be able to figure out what's going on yeah i mean sometimes you don't figure it out but i just like yeah. the process of trying to figure it out yeah i like H- here's here's the analogy i use this is what i think because <laughs> I, I think it's a lot what we do on critical care as well right um so i see a case comes in and i'm looking at it and i'm like okay this is a story i have to tell a story and i have the ending or maybe nearly the ending. And I have to piece together a story that makes sense, that would be logical, right? So I have to gather information. I have to gather, I have to read backwards from the end of the story. So if an animal comes in and these, this is the result, it has these clinical signs and these physical exam findings, I have to go back and piece together um, information and then tell a story that makes sense. Um, and and so it's, it's a little bit like an investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys are into that kind of thing. And so yeah. into that. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was wondering if maybe you were going to say that, like you like like murder mysteries oh and solving God. puzzles. And that's really, that's yeah. what we're doing. Right. Yeah. Um, that's not what Dr. Kierski is doing. She's, well. she's like, here's the problem. I will cut it. And now it's pretty, it's, per- it's, it's good again. Hopefully. <laughs> right. There's a little more that goes into it. No, no, don't let her fool you. That's it. It's just, it's just, it's like, it's, you're just like a butcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. no of course not of course not but but again that's the um the investigation side of things Mm -hmm. the workup of a patient that's how I approach it Mm -hmm. is this is an investigation I'm like 
I'm like a private investigator, a public investigator. I don't know. Is that a thing? I'm an investigator and I have to take pieces of the puzzle and then I get clues, right? Like whether it's blood work or x-rays or mm -hmm. things like, and I have to go back and figure out, ah, this is what happened. Um, the animal got into this toxin or, you know, this, I, I don't know. It just, you go back and you say, this is, this is what happened. This is the disease that is causing all of the, the mm -hmm. results that I'm seeing. And I find that really fun as well um, because your story has to make sense. Yeah. Right. Nobody wants to read a story where it's like, yep, it was all a dream. <laughs> like <laughs> nobody likes that. You don't get to do that. That's not, that's, that's not a fun thing. So, um, it's, um, it's, I think it's the investigation part that is really fun. And I think that's what it draws a lot of people to something like internal medicine. Um, it, but it's also what I find really exciting about parts of, you know, critical care. Yep. Um, okay. So you like the investigation side of internal medicine. What else have you been like, Ooh, this is really fun. And I like that. I like, I haven't taken a surgical rotation yet. Oh, that was a nice, that was a nice save. <laughs> but so, but so she doesn't so know yet. She could yes. still fall in love with surgery. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I am attracted to it. Okay. I am attracted to the idea that you can fix something. You have, you can have a result quickly. I sense a burgeoning criticalist over here. <laughs> Not that I'm biased. I'm not biased at all. Uh, no, <laughs> super duper biased. Yeah, because you get to do, but you get yeah. to do like the investigation yeah. part that from internal medicine, but like that, sometimes you get that instant gratification that you get, mm -hmm. I think from surgery of being like, this animal is doing terribly or it's dying and I have fixed it. You're welcome. Um, I, that's, I also find that really satisfying. Um, so yeah, there's something very appealing about, and that, I mean, surgery is, is, is pretty great. Like I, you know, I've told people before I thought about it for a minute too. And, um, and I, I do really like aspects of surgery. Um, cause there is some, a puzzle aspect to that too, right? Definitely. Like when you're in surgery yep. and you know, you're looking around trying to figure out where's the problem and having to do that decision-making of like, okay, am I going to cut the tissue here? Am I going to cut it there? Why would I choose one or the other? Where do I think the problem is? And, and, and so there is still, I know we gave you a hard time earlier, but <laughs> there, there's, will. <laughs> Certainly is um, is a lot of that kind of problem solving, critical thinking aspect um, in the moment. But I do think you get a little more of that instant gratification yes. with surgery. Yeah. I, and that's that's absolutely appealing. Plus, it's yeah. much more technical, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot more using your hands um, and and kind of working that together um, with you know, the critical thinking skills, which yeah. some people prefer, but okay. So you haven't yet taken surgery. Right. So we, we don't know. Um, the jury's still out on that. What other things are you like? Ah, this is rather interesting. I really enjoy pathology. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's part of the investigation. Yeah. Uh, aspect. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's tied together to that. I just, that's like, probably even better when it comes to like the murder investigation <laughs> analogy, right? Like, and, surgery. and yeah, because yeah. you get to see the CT and then you get to go in and see what that looks like yeah. in real life. And you know, so, but we know the end result. That's the downside, right? Right. Like, yes, that's, I guess, I guess, in pathology, you absolutely read the last page of the book yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for, for yeah, the other investigations. I'm like, I'm like maybe at the beginning of the last chapter, yeah. <laughs> like there's still, there's still hope yeah. <laughs> for a happy ending here. Um, but yeah, it is still working backwards. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, in a lot of those cases, which is, which is fun. Um, okay. So you, I actually really like pathology as well. I thought that was a lot of fun and it does, like you said, combines a lot of the, uh, the features of, um, all of the really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What haven't you liked so far? Haven't that might be a better way to start ruling some things out. What are the, you know? You know, people if they get their feelings hurt, they'll get over it. You <laughs> haven't taken ER yet. You're you've just started your ECC rotation, <laughs> can't so see us or no to ER. you, yeah, yeah. I won't accept that. Um, I have a feeling you're gonna like it. I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but have you taken any rotations where not that you disliked it, but you were just like you didn't get nearly as excited about it as some others? I'm gonna say community practice. Okay. Oh, and you had already kind of implied that you were like, that wasn't do Can you, can you pinpoint maybe what about it? Cause the people there are great. Yeah. They're, they're amazing. Um, so it wasn't that. I don't, I, I think <laughs> I just, I like to see results. Oh, um, okay. I like that instant gratification part. Of yeah. You get bored medicine. with the healthy ones. And that's I think how that's I what strays me away okay. from, mm -hmm. Preventative medicine, yeah. Uh, the preventive preventative medicine aspect of community practice, yeah. because which is there's super a lot of, important, right? Right. But just not for you. Yeah, I yeah. just it's I boring. It's I okay. want to see <laughs> I want a diversity agree, of sorry, cases. I want to see a diversity of cases in my yeah. career. Yeah. And 
it's okay. Like yeah. you're, you're, you're amongst, you know, friends here, um, <laughs> who feel kind of the same way. Right. Um, and thank goodness there are people who want to do that. It like, it's in so incredibly important. I um, mean, not that all primary care doctors do is preventive medicine. That's mm-hmm. a huge part of what they do, of right. course, but they're still seeing, you know, uh, unwell patients. Um, but you've got to you got to be ready to pepper that in with you know patients and, that are fine or you know talking about like you know vaccination and and you know wellness puppy stuff and annual things and I, yeah I don't find that fun at all like honestly even on emergency if something comes in and it's really stable I'm like that's adorable get it out of here <laughs> <What's> <laughs> like I, yeah like you, you have no point that you're not sick enough to be here um Kate, the more sick something is the more interesting it is to me yeah. um so it, it's okay like it doesn't make you a bad person or maybe it does but if it does you're in good company yes, so. Yeah. Um, but I think it's good to kind of recognize that. Right. So, okay. So you've already kind of decided, um, community practice is probably not for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's important to identify because, um, what you're talking about is wanting to further specialize. Now there's different ways to specialize. You can officially specialize and choose a specialty and do an internship, go on and do a residency and get board board certified in that specialty. That's not the only way. Um, There are ways to go into community practices and have um, a sort of unofficial specialty or emphasis. And people do that um, quite frequently. But if you're like, yeah, I think I want to, I want to really, because I want to specialize. That means you're just going to cram all of your experience in that one field um, into a relatively short period of time and then say, this is what I do. The hard part, at least what was hard for me, and I think is, is actually a challenge for a lot of people, is that to specialize, you're giving up uh, all the other things. Not entirely, exactly. but you are. You're like, yeah. hey, if I want to do internal medicine, that means I'm not a surgeon, exactly. right? If I want to do surgery, I'm not an internist. I'm not an anesthesiologist. I'm not a, car- you know. So, it, you know, yes, there are some lame people out there who get double boarded, but usually once they're double boarded, they pick one of those yeah. specialties and that's what they do. Because um, that's how you get really good at something is you forget about all the other stuff. But if you have said, I really, I really think I want to specialize, that in and of itself is an important decision that you've made. And then what you want to specialize in, you don't have to know that right now. Right? Okay. Like you, yeah. I didn't decide until I was in my internship. In fact, I wasn't even, I hadn't even made the decision you had. I was like, I wasn't going to specialize. So I thought I got into my internship and that's when I chose because, and this is, this is, this may happen for you too. Working in certain fields, certain specialties as the doctor, as an intern, as the doctor is a little bit different than when you're the student. Um, there are things that if you're in surgery um, and you're just the, like the fourth person scrubbed in and not doing anything, you might be like, mm, I'm not sure this, I was really digging this. But then when you're the, the surgeon, you're the one getting to do it, it might be so much more exciting. You're like, actually, this is pretty awesome. Or the opposite may happen. Like you might be fascinated with surgery, but then you get in there and you're like, you know what, this just isn't doing it for me. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to decide right now what you might want to specialize in. If you're already leaning toward... I, I think I want to specialize. I just don't know what. Well, that's what a rotating internship can help you with. Yeah, so that's... Okay. That's what you want to talk to Dr. Kierski about. Well, there's another component. Oh, okay. There's more. There's <sighs> more. There's always there's more. more. But I am also considering fin- like, if it makes sense financially. The money. It doesn't. Right. <laughs> so... Um, okay, wait. wait let, me, let me back that up a little bit. <laughs> so, if you're talking finances, mm-hmm. you... You already made your first wrong decision Being a vet. when you decided you weren't <laughs> going to do chemical engineering and you chose veterinary medicine, but you made that decision. Why did you make that decision? It's what I wanted to do. Because it's what you wanted to do because you wanted to be happy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because you recognize that being a veterinarian was more important than being a wealthy chemical engineer. Yep. Okay. So you've already established that money is not your primary, your primary driver. I'm not saying that it's wrong to consider it, and you should. You need to consider it. It's unrealistic to not consider the financial implications of what you're doing. Um, and and there are real, <laughs> there's there's a real impact of the finances of doing an internship and getting paid crap, and then doing a residency and getting paid crap, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes doing multiple internships and getting paid crap for years and years on end. Um, at some point, you have to say, okay, eventually, eventually. I'll be able to make money and I'll be able to pay Mm -hmm. my bills and I'll be okay. Um, 
what what does eventually mean and, and what is realistic for you, right? And that's different right. for everybody. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. Again, we don't have to get super personal, but if your family's back in the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, we had um, Dr. Figueroa was on here not long ago talking about her experiences, um, you know, leaving Brazil to come to the U.S. And she had some similar experiences to you in that, <clears throat> excuse me, in Brazil, um, veterinary medicine was also not a glamorous, well-respected and well uh, compensated mm-hmm. uh, profession. And so she came to the U.S. so that she could do what she loved um, and make some money and, and help support her family actually back in Brazil. Um, and that may be something that is is similar for you. Um, you know, we again, it, it's up to you if we want to get into that. But if, if that or even just thinking, I don't want my family to have to support me <laughs> in exactly. any way, yep. shape or form. <laughs> and so I need to be able to support myself. So those are super important and real um, considerations that you have to have. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I have a lot of debt still, right? Like I'm doing mm-hmm. fine. I'm financially doing just fine. I'm not here to complain about that. But my uh, student loan payments are more than my mortgage mm-hmm. by, yeah. by a lot, yeah. Yeah. by a good bit. Um, and, you know, I, I, again, that's not a complaint, but veterinary medicine is in and of itself, not the best financial. And when I say that, I mean, compared to other things, like you can do a lot less schooling and make a lot more money a lot earlier. Um, but you've already sort of made that decision that, you know, being, um, happy, um, is, is worth something to you that in and of itself is worth something. You can make good money in veterinary medicine and there's lots of paths to make good money. If you want to make the most money, um, I guess maybe Oh, surgery might be the way to go eventually, (laughs) eventually, but you have to look at it, but you do have to look at it on the long run, right? Because, you know, you're, you're not making that money yet. Um, Dr. Kierski's not yet making that, uh, that private practice surgery money. Um, (laughs) but, but eventually, (laughs) but eventually, right. But that's, I assume not the major driver for what you're doing because you'd be a chemical engineer right now. (laughs) Right. Um, so, uh, yes, there are absolutely challenges with that, but they're for most people, not insurmountable, but you have to consider your, your unique situation as well. Right. And like, I also have to think about since I'm, since I, since I feel undecided right now, Yeah. if I do proceed to do an internship in preparation of maybe doing a specialty because yep. I'm not sure if I want to specialize in one thing and like mm-hmm. leave the rest away yeah. out because I enjoy doing different things. Right. Um, then what did that year cost me in sure. the long run? Yeah. Um, so I'm just at that point that right crossroads, now. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then like the deadline is coming. It's, close, it's, it's looming right? for sure. So I have to make that decision now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear. Okay, Dr. Kierski, I want to hear what you have to say first. Please. If she's not sure and she's debating internship, she may or may not specialize. Now, okay, yeah, you, you, you say your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, so I was actually kind of still where you're at right now, where, you know, two and a half, three years ago, whatever whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't sure that I 100% wanted to do just surgery and leave everything else behind. I really liked, like, opto. I really liked exotics. Opto? I still Sorry, really no, like eyeballs. <laughs> um, I really I like dentistry. Like I liked all these things. I liked all the hands-on things. Anesthesia. Yeah. Now that I'm like looking back at it, I'm like, oh yeah, it's all like very hands-on. Um, so really everything but internal medicine. Oh yeah. <laughs> Got <laughs> it. <of> numbers. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but I mean, I did kind of like, I liked scoping on medicine. I liked, yeah, okay. you know, there's a lot of good stuff on medicine that I actually really enjoyed too. Yeah. So I was in your position too. I was like, you know, I really, I'm not sure if I'm ready to commit to something, mm-hmm. but you know, everyone who I talked to was like, uh, rotating internships, the year that you have to decide it's the year that you get, you know, a lot of your confidence. It's the year that you learn a ton, like, and you are mentored. So I think it's always a good idea to do it is mostly what I heard from people. And so that's really why I decided to do it. Cause I was undecided. I was like, I know it's going to be probably harder to do an internship after getting out into practice. Yeah. Exactly. It, it, that's that's where I was going to go with yeah. it. You're already in the learning mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was my thought is, um, now, here's one of the wonderful things about veterinary medicine. There is not one path to for any one destination. There's essentially infinite paths as far as I can tell. Um, so I know so very many people who got to maybe the same destination and took wildly different paths. So whatever you decide right now is not a forever thing. Like you can go back and change your mind. Um, 
so if you decide you're going to go into practice, make a little money, save, save some things up so that you're financially in a better situation. Um, and then also like solidify in your mind, like this is what I want to do, or this isn't what I want to do. That's totally fine. You can go back and, and start a new path for yourself. However, this is, this is where the advice comes in. It's going to be, I, I, I'm talking to people who've gone back, um, I would say if you are thinking you might want to specialize one day, even if you're not sure, doing the internship right out of school for most people is easier than going back and doing the rotating internship. Mm -hmm. Now, do the rotating internship and then go out into practice and come back to do a residency, not as big of a challenge. It's, okay. it, there are still some challenges with it, um, but I think if you get that rotating internship under your belt um, as soon as you can, and then open up the possibilities. Then if you're still not sure what you want to do, or even if you're like, I'm sure what I want to do, but financially, I just can't do this. Mm -hmm. Um, then you go out into, into private practice, something, make some money, save it up, and then go back and do, um, a residency if that's what you decide to do. In fact, one of our interns is, is that's the path she took. Um, she's actually back. She's doing her internship now after a couple of years out in practice. So you uh, will, I'll, Put you in contact with her. Okay. Yeah, you can talk to her for another for another story. Um, but so she did that. She went out to practice for a couple of years, saved up a bunch of money so that she could come back financially and and try to do the internship or doing the internship and then try to do a residency. So that that's somebody else who had that same kind of thought process in mind. Um, but I would say if you could do, if you, if financially or for whatever other reasons that you think you can do it, if you can do the internship right out of school, I do think that transition is easier. Partly because usually as a vet student, you're poor and yep. you're used to being poor. Mm -hmm. um, going into an internship, you're like, I'm still poor. Um, and so I, you're used to that, right? You're used to macaroni and cheese and ramen and whatever cheap foods, you know, you're, you're, whatever it is. I don't know. That's what it was for me. Um, <laughs> those like pasta sides, those were, those were main dishes. Those weren't pasta sides. Those were pasta main dishes. I would, I would slice up some uh, mushrooms and saute them and that was fancying it up. <laughs> mushrooms are also cheap. So, um, but you can, it's, I find that it was easier to do that. Um, I, there were times it was certainly hard, but I, I do know some people who went, um, out into practice, made good money and then came back and no longer had all that money. <laughs> um, and if you can save up enough, it's great. But, um, plenty of people who they did save a lot, it's still hard. It's still, it's still going to be a, a serious belt tightening. So that would be one reason to consider doing the internship now, if, if that's possible, but know that if it's not, it's fine. You can go back and change the path. Mm -hmm. You, you can get back onto a new, like there's, exits and entrances on this highway of veterinary medicine at all times. And if there's not one, you can build your own. Um, like it's so flexible and, and nothing is, oh, if you don't do this now, you'll never be able to do that. Like that's not a thing. And if you do this now, you'll never be able to do that other thing. That's not a thing. Yeah. So um, if, if you get nothing else out of today's conversation, out of today's podcast for you and for everybody, anybody listening is that, um, yeah, you can change your mind. You can change your path at any, any time. Um, so you just have to figure out for you specifically, um, you know, what, what makes it the easiest for you if you're anticipating you want to do this. Mm -hmm. um, if you can do an internship now, I think that probably leaves you the most flexibility for changing your mind down the road. Um, but it's not the only option you have, if that makes sense. It does. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because once you've done that rotating internship, if you go out into practice you can apply for residencies directly from there. But if you go out into practice, most residencies, um, most specialties will want you to go back and do that rotating yeah. internship. So even though you've got a few years of experience, they're still going to want you to go back. And, and that's challenging. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a little bit harder. But I'm going to have you, you talk with one of our interns who did just that. Um, she's kind of rocking her internship right now. So, <laughs> so there's that advantage um, that she's got a couple of years of experience under her belt and so is, uh, uh, is, is maybe making the internship easier. So I don't know. Maybe everything I just said is wrong and, and her route was a better way to go. So yeah, we'll have you talk with her. Maybe we'll bring her on the show. Thank yeah. you. I should, we should call her up and bring her up. Hey, get over here. <laughs> <Get star. laughs> um, that's right. Yeah. We didn't know. Um, so yeah, you, de you definitely don't have to decide on a specialty. You've got lots of time for that. And I know yeah. people who were out for, you know, 10 years or more. In fact, we had a resident um, at, um, at, at Florida where I was before. Um, he'd been out 20, 25 years. He was actually in the military and then came back and specialized. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's no time limit on any of this. I mean, there were probably people in your class who this like vet med was a second career, right? Yeah, there are. Absolutely. Yeah, like every vet, like, I mean, there are definitely people I was like, oh, cool. Like they had a whole successful career and we're like, nope, 
Mm-hmm. This isn't, I, I, I'm not fulfilling my passion. And um, yeah, so you can change your mind at any time. And I, I, that's really, really cool thing about this, this field. Yep. I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Thanks for that advice. I really, that's helpful. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I want to hear a little bit more about Dr. Kierski's internships. Great. though. Too. <laughs> yeah. We didn't get into All that right. nearly enough. Okay. So um, first internship, Lakeshore Vet Specialist in uh, Milwaukee area, Wisconsin. Um, so when I was applying for internships, I really um, kind of limited myself um, for some personal reasons. Mostly wanted to stay in the area because my husband had a job at UW as well. That seems so, like a good reason to yeah, want to like live like, with your spouse. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yep. <laughs> um, and I actually ended up doing something kind of silly, but like, um, but there are only two places in Wisconsin that offered internships. So there was UW Madison, who was like, oh, we don't really take our own students. I'm like, that makes sense. And then Lakeshore, um, which is a big, busy private practice, um, specialty hospital. They have pretty much every specialty you could ever imagine um, when I was there. And one of the main reasons I wanted to do private practice is because I grew up in academia, right? So I had only ever worked at the vet school. So I was like, you know, like I'm really interested in surgery. I'm pretty sure I want to be a surgeon, but I need to make sure. But I've never done this other thing. Yeah. Right. I need to make sure that like a private practice surgeon is something that I want to be because that's, you know, one of my only opportunities or I guess career paths if I become a surgeon. Like I need to make sure I'm okay with. You didn't consider academic surgery? I mean, one of two. Oh, okay. Okay. So there's like like, a couple. The only other one. Got it. Yeah, the only other. Okay. So like, you know, it's like half of more than half the jobs out there. So I was like, okay, I need to make sure that that's kind of a life that I would be, you know, interested in. I know it's a lot more orthopedics, routine surgeries that I wasn't really depending on, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, that, and, um, you know, like sure is a good, um, very good ER facility. So I knew I'd get a good rotating internship there. Yeah. Um, so I had a really good time there. Um, it was the first year they offered a rotating internship. They traditionally had just done ER internships, and then they trained um, critical care residents as well. So, um, yeah, so I think as far as internships go, it was I was really well supported, especially on ER. We had a criticalist there until 11 o'clock every day. Dang, and they did ultrasounds. Cool. Yeah, we could do, like, CTO after hours. We did all these amazing, like, workups um, you know, in the nighttime. <laughs> and so I, got I think to it was really smart though, that you recognize yeah. that, you know, Hey, you've been exposed to academic medicine yeah. and I think this is what I want to do. Yeah. So let me, let me go live it a little bit. Let yeah. me dip my toe in the water yeah. and see. So I think that was really smart. Yeah. And I mean, it was just a great experience. I, um, you know, internships are tough and there were definitely some things about it that were hard. Um, ER is chronically understaffed and Lakeshore was definitely, um, having some, you know, ER staffing issues at the time. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it was tough, but I got through it. And all of the surgeons there, just as a little shout out, were very nice and very <laughs> supportive. And so, nice. um, yeah, so I just got really good mentoring and things. I mean, they're veterinarians. Veterinarians right. generally we're all are pretty, pretty, nice. pretty good people. We're all pretty nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so applied um, to residencies after that internship and unfortunately didn't match um, to residencies. I didn't end up applying to surgery internships at all. Um, just wasn't really, you know, I didn't really have that backup. I thought, you know, if I don't get it, I'll it's just okay. work. Goes on. You know, I'll yeah, I'll yeah. move on. Uh, but uh, there's just something about surgery. Yeah, <laughs> you're like really not hooked. good enough. <laughs> right, really addicted, really hooked, and I'm uh, like, that, you know, but, I'm and that's really ready. common, right? Yeah. Like yeah. most people who apply for surgery the first go round yeah. don't match for a residency. Right. And uh, you know, something I didn't really again see because in academia I had interacted with a ton of residents, a ton of interns, and you know, a lot of them were matching right away. And so I had kind of unrealistic expectations, gotcha. I think, for myself. Um, and so I hadn't applied to any internships. And I was just like, well, shoot, you know, here I am on match day. Everyone's <laughs> calling for internships. What do I do? I remember it was like 7.05. The match had just come out. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. The scramble <laughs> is what terrible. it's referred to. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. But um, my the director of our hospital, who's a surgeon, called me like immediately after he found out. He was like, what can I do? You know, like That's I can awesome. talk to my internship, my surgery internship in Texas. And I was like half asleep, like really sad, really disappointed. I'm just like, I don't really see myself in Texas, but like, let me let, like, let me think about it. Let me get back to you. Like, you know, thank you so much. What I just need some time. So then of course, throughout the day, you know, I'm talking to lots of different places. Um, and then I ultimately land on going to Texas, Um, but Austin, Texas at a, Austin's um, a cool area. It's a really cool place. Um, at another specialty hospital, um, that's mainly emergency surgery and they have pretty much all the specialties as well. So that was for a surgery internship though, that I was 
yeah. surgery specific, just small animal surgery. So ended up in Austin, which I loved. Like, yeah, I was always in Wisconsin my whole life. I was like, I'm Thought ready you're to always going to be there. Yeah, oh, you were ready. ready. Yeah. Ready to go. Like I, I was ready to go. My husband was a little bit, you know, less um, excited about leaving <laughs> family and everything and uh, understandable. Um, but he actually was able to keep his job and work remotely for a year. Cool. Um, and so that was kind of our deal is, you know, I had a year to go um, and um, do this internship and he could still work from his job from home, which was great. Um, that really worked out for us. Um, so, yeah, I mean, last year was kind of a whirlwind, but it was an amazing experience, like really being able to delve into a specialty and just focus on that for an yeah. internship was really amazing and does that help solidify for you like yeah yeah. this is what I want to do and it really helped me like I was still not super comfortable with orthopedics um I was interested but you know I had taken the AO um fracture course which is like one of the big fracture uh fracture courses I don't know what that is yeah surgeon surgery people surgery speak um but um usually like as a first year resident you go and you learn how to deal with fractures like lots of biomechanics basic things and I just loved it. Like, I Does that sound <laughs> exciting to you? No. No? Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. We've eliminated surgery because it didn't sound exciting to me either. Like, okay. Well, fracture course. Want another just, one down. It really, actually, I did that during my rotating internship and I was like, yes, absolutely. Like, That's I'm cool. I'm so excited That's about good. this. That's good. Yeah. So I got to see like tons of fractures. I really started to appreciate like cruciate disease, TPLOs, just seeing that. Somebody has to. Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> you take a limping dog and you know, you can. No, it, it's cool. Pretty much completely better. Like, yes, there's a long process. There's a lot of work, a lot of money that goes to it but you can fix you know in air quotes something um and so I really developed an appreciation for ortho last year and neurosurgery which like I was interested in neuro but we saw so many down dachshunds so many back dogs and it was just satisfying satisfying yeah yeah to see the recoveries you know there were some bad cases too like I got to see a couple cases in myelomalacia and um, so I saw a whole range of things, but it really helped solidify the ortho and the neuro for me. Like I had cool. always loved soft tissue and emergency surgery, so yeah. I, that was fine. But, um, yeah, just being able to, a really much more well-rounded it. because it's focused yeah. just on surgery. Right. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, so yeah, that was really great. And again, like working with some really amazing surgeons who really, are really supportive, really want to get me where I need to go. Um, so it was just a really nice, another, another nice internship, but yeah. I like really struggle with considering them to be like similar experiences because rotating internship is There's not so the same. different. Yeah. Essentially doing a specialty internship is like doing a one year residency yeah, exactly. is much more what most right. of them are set up to be. Right. Not all of them, I suppose, but that's yeah. what a lot of them are. Yeah. And like, um, so yeah, that was, I just think of it as such a different experience. Um, yeah. And now you're rounding it out even more and getting yep. the surgical oncology yeah, so specialty. <laughs> familiar story. Didn't match again, but, um, but really like kind of had to buckle down at this point and think, you know, is this, is this something that is important enough to me that like you were saying, like the financial aspect, Yeah, mm-hmm. we're getting to a point now where, you know, um, I can't keep doing, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. can't keep getting paid this amount, you know, I'm doing okay, f- obviously financially like, okay, but could be better. And yeah, so, it's hard. um, and actually the pandemic was a little bit of a favorable experience for my husband and I, because he's able to work remotely still from his job. So, you know, the job stability <laughs> aspect yeah. of things has really helped. So, I mean, things are just kind of falling into place and allowing me that, you know, I do have another year that I can devote to getting more experience and doing another internship. Yeah. So that hopefully I can match. I think it's what it's important for people to remember out there is that, uh, and I know personally, a number of amazing people who took several years to match for a residency. In fact, some of my favorites, like, I don't know what it is. Maybe surgeons just aren't necessarily always very good (laughs) judges of who's going to be great because some of my favorite people took several years. I can remember one of the surgery residents during my ECC residency and just being like appalled that this person took so many years to finally match to a residency, but then he did and he was amazing and everybody loved him and it's great. And, and he was just like, yeah, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And just not going to take no for an answer. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and another, another person I know who is finally on that path too. And, and it's just, it's weird because it is really competitive and it is really hard in applications to tell who's going to be amazing yep. and who's not. And, um, but, um, but cause it's not, yeah, somebody having to do multiple internships to, to get to where they want to be is absolutely not any indication of that person. Yeah. It's the system. Um, yeah. and I can say that with confidence <laughs> that uh, I, I know just far too many people who, um, it, it's taken them a, a while. 
Um, and that's other specialties too. Cardiology. I know a number of people who took several years to try to get that. And optho is another one. I mean, it, it, it's just, there's not yeah, enough numbers. I mean, yeah. 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 Um, and like, I wouldn't have traded like this year or last year for anything yeah. really. And like, yeah, looking it, back. Yeah. yeah. Looking back. Definitely. Um, it's hard in the moment on match day when you're like, oh, okay, well, here we go again. Yeah. Here we go again. But, um, but I will say the scramble is kind of like a humbling experience because then there's tons of people who are, you know, emailing you and calling you and like, oh, yeah, like I've heard so much and I really liked your application. So it's like we're really some positives. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, ultimately, um, I ended up at Virginia Tech because um, there was a surgeon who I knew um, who was a resident at Wisconsin um, who basically emailed me every, you know, internship she would had come across the scramble day. And she was like, oh, yeah, there's this new internship at Virginia Tech. It's with Dr. Tui, who is my um, surgery, surgical oncology fellow mate um, at Colorado. And she's fantastic. So you should really apply for this. And I was like, all right, okay, <laughs> great. Let's do it. Sounds great. Like yep. It was between that. And then I was also looking at an orthopedic internship. So ultimately, I'm like, Soft tissue is always going to win. Still your first love. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'd heard just amazing things about Dr. Tui. And so she's pretty great. Yeah. She's, she, she holds up can, can <laughs> all the nice things yeah. <laughs> are true. Um, and so, yeah, I'm here um, doing surgical oncology internship, which has been just a really interesting and exciting experience um, at the new comparative oncology research center in Roanoke. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, everybody takes different paths. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's the message we're going to yeah. send today. And, um, there is no one right path, no one better path. And I think it's just kind of like, you know what, you're on the path you need to be. Yep. And sometimes you have to jump off that path and get on a new path. Maybe you come back to the original path. Doesn't matter. There's paths all over the place. And so don't feel, I mean, it's important. I don't, I'm not trying to say that this, eh, it doesn't matter what you do. It does for you, but don't ever feel like this is a one way road. There's no such thing. There's no like, this is the path you take and now you're stuck on this for, forever. I mean, if I, I could decide tomorrow, you know what? I don't want to be a criticalist anymore. I'm going to go do something. I could do that and stay in veterinary medicine if I wanted to. I don't anticipate that happening. Um, my husband might strangle me, but um, <laughs> we're changing again. Um, maybe I'd stay here and just change it up. I don't know. You, you just, you can always change your mind. Um, so it, it's, it's pretty a uh, cool profession in that regard, but, um, well, hopefully I, I think we solved all your problems, right? <laughs> I think you did. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think you've I got it all figured out. Now. Yeah. We're all yeah. sorted. So you're right. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> now, hopefully it's given you some things mm -hmm. to think about a couple different perspectives and talk to other people and hear different, you know, I think when you hear people's stories, you realize, oh, okay, well that sounds reasonable. And that's very different than what I imagine everyone does because mm -hmm. everyone does it a little bit differently. Everyone does it a little differently. And so, um, yeah, don't, don't feel stuck on a certain path and, uh, and know that you can always change your mind, you can always change it up and do something a little different. Yeah. And if you're, you have a true calling, like you'll get there eventually. That's what, that's what people keep <laughs> yeah. telling me. Like, if you really want to do it, like we'll get you there. It's like, it's yeah, going to happen. It will happen. Yeah. It yeah. might not be what you originally envisioned, mm -hmm. but yeah. so what? So what? Um, your end point might not be, that's yeah. not what I originally envisioned. None of this. I podcast didn't exist when I was where you guys are. So I didn't know that was going to happen anyway. Well, thank you both so very much for coming on and chatting about this today and sharing a little bit of your personal stories. Um, really appreciate it. I think it's going to help other people. Um, so I'm probably supposed to, um, I don't know, mention, uh, contact information, things like you can reach out to us on, um, you can email us and it's veterinaryjournalclub at gmail.com or you, um, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at vetjournalclub. I think that's what it's called. Um, but at any rate, thanks again for being here. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for the valuable conversation. Yeah.